Welcome to the Uncomfortable Truth. I'm Alan Weiss. This podcast, it's the process, stupid. Isn't that what Bill Clinton said analogously? It's the economy, stupid. I'm pretty sure that was Bill Clinton. Well, with elections, it's the process, stupid. The founding fathers, can I say fathers today without saying mothers too? But they were founding fathers, created a system brilliant for its accommodation of the imperfect. All men are created equal, but they had slaves. I don't defend it. I simply observe the hypocrisy of the times and their mores. They were afraid of agrarian interests controlling the legislature. Never dreamed it would be attorneys controlling the legislature. The founding fathers figured the farmers would have to leave Washington to go harvest the crops. The lawyers don't have to harvest anything. They just create more and more rules. Election sites and school buildings draw higher approvals for school funding bonds. That's a fact. But public questions which include the concomitant tax increase draw lower approval ratings. In other words, would you approve a $10 million school bond issue if it meant an increase of 2% in your taxes? Primary elections are generally a sham. Since when do Iowa and New Hampshire, of all places, represent any kind of consensus in this country? I mean, what do they really tell us? Franklin Delano Roosevelt was elected four times, so the Republicans stopped that by amendment. Now you can only serve twice. But when Reagan was so popular, they wanted to rescind it. The committee system in Congress, and there are no teams in Congress, there are uh, congressional committees, easy for you to say, congressional committees, and there are no terms in Congress either. Senators and Congress people can serve forever. They work on a seniority basis, which means a lack of new blood and long-held seats returned again and again. This is a travesty. It should be term limits. The media sensationalism was never anticipated, and its impact is totally negative, looking for ways to expose flaws. The interviewers in the media, who are usually universally weak, become the stars of some debates. It's ridiculous. Why would the interlocutors, why would the interviewers become the star of the debate? I mean, by the way, just by digression, look at Megyn Kelly today, right? Made a big deal uh, as being moderator for uh, Fox, I believe. Huge payoff uh, from Fox. A huge contract with NBC. She's done up like a beauty pageant contestant. She lost her talk show. She lost her segment on the Today Show. She wasn't invited to the Olympics, and she's now gone, though enormously rich. Trump ran roughshod through the last cycle because he refused to follow the rules and no one was able to adapt to him. The popular vote was not to determine the presidency ever. The Electoral College was because, in today's terms, a handful of counties around New York City and Los Angeles could dominate the elections if they were merely based on popular vote in the whole country. Do we want a country run by people selected by that tiny and really non-representative group? I don't think we do. The reason we have so many Democratic candidates at the moment is that there are no clear statespeople, no clear statesmen and stateswomen, and anyone chosen will be a compromise. Now, compromises are okay, But no figure has emerged to galvanize all Democrats and attract independents. And so we're into identity politics or one-issue voting. And there are too many one-issue voters. Environment, abortion, immigration, and so forth. 
People don't understand that the country has a myriad of challenges and opportunities, but they cannot tolerate compromise. You're for us or you're against us. The mistaken notion that people who disagree with you are morons is abhorrent. The deplorables comment by Hillary Clinton included a hell of a lot of college professors, engineers, teachers, carpenters, bus drivers, and people with higher IQs than she has. I think that one word probably did a lot to lose the election for her. Hating someone has never generated a great political movement, nor has retribution or punishment. That's why the French and Russian revolutions failed in their aftermath, and why the American and British revolutions succeeded. When a candidate refuses to answer a yes or no question with, guess what, a yes or no, I immediately lose respect. It goes like this. Do you favor government-paid health care for all? I want a yes or no answer. I'm not interested in electing weasels. No matter who is elected president, the major issues of our country still have to be addressed. Life will go on, and there'll be happy people and unhappy people. The former are those who believe in compromise and respect others, and the latter, the unhappy ones, are those who have their position affirmed, want it to be reaffirmed, and don't respect others. We'll know we've established some kind of sanity when speakers of diverse positions can safely speak on college campuses without the idiots shouting them down. And while I'm an optimist, I really don't expect that anytime soon. That's the uncomfortable truth. Oh.